It's Carrie from the Whistle Stop Cafe in Mir, Alberta. We are downtown Bart by the Parliament Building right behind me. Chris and Jess right here too. We're listening to a few speeches. It's been a very busy morning. Sorry we haven't been able to uh, go live. We're going to show some speeches going on. Hopefully Chris gets up there and is able to, uh, to give us some words of wisdom. But in the meantime, I'm just going to turn the camera around so you guys can take a look. My name is Diego. My name is Diego. I was born and raised in Colombia. I leave Colombia because the problems didn't help. I believe in Canada because I had a dream. I had a dream. The freedom. A freedom dream. Now, you are the only reason that I feel proud to be Canadian. Please, don't leave the city. This is our city, the city of freedom. I used to work as a, a federal worker. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid because I am with you. You are the only reason that I feel proud to be Canadian. Please don't leave the city. This is our city. The city of freedom. 
survival for the business at that point. So we ended up getting in trouble and we became kind of the hub of Alberta. Everybody knew what we were doing. Everybody knew what was going on and the support we got was absolutely phenomenal. People were driving from all over the province and all over the country to come to a little cafe in the middle of nowhere because we stood up for what was right. And in doing so, we started having Tons of people sharing their stories with us. How they were adversely affected by the COVID mandates and restrictions. And it was absolutely heartbreaking. Once those stories came rolling in, we realized we can't give this up. We can't stop fighting because there's a lot of people who are looking at what we're doing and, they're, and, and we're giving them hope. We have to make some changes here. And we had a little bit of a win with the government in January, early February. But everything changed, and they doubled down, and they, and they were starting to push the restrictions harder. It ended up that my business was chain shut. The RCMP showed up with the Alberta Health Authority, and they put a chain on my business, and they locked it up. That was pretty bad. If you want to see that stuff, check out our Facebook page. It's quite the show. So after that, I still didn't stop. We were serving coffees and burgers in what I designated as a park outside of my restaurant. And we did that for weeks. Eventually, they actually went to the court and they got an injunction against me without me being present. They lied to the court and said I didn't have a lawyer. And they got an injunction that said I couldn't protest. I couldn't gather. I couldn't assemble. And I said, whatever, I'm going to do it. I'm not going to comply. So I had another protest. And guess what happened? I went to jail for protesting in Canada. I spent some time in jail. And now I'm actually on probation. I'm in Ontario protesting, and I'm on probation for protesting. I got fines. I had a compelled speech portion of my sentence where the government said I had to say what they wanted me to say. I had uh, I have community service hours, which is fine because we should all serve our communities anyway, right? Yeah, yeah. So long story short, here I am in Ontario, witnessing probably one of the most historical events in Canada, at least in my lifetime. How about you? Yeah. Yeah. 
you. What are you going to do with it? What do we do with this? We ignited the entire country. Every part of the globe knows what's going on in Ottawa, Ontario. They're watching. And it's, it's encouraging and it's motivating other people to stand up. And that's what this is about. It's about telling people that they're not alone. If you feel like if you feel like you're alone in your idea that something's wrong and what's happening to your neighbors is wrong, you are not alone and you need to stand up. Because I'll tell you, as impressive as this is, it's not enough. We need to encourage and motivate every person in every town across Canada to do the same thing. We need people taking it to the streets, vaccinated, non-vaccinated, masked, non-masked, clothed, naked, who cares? They need to take it to the streets and say in their towns, enough is enough. We need to start encouraging others to stand up and speak out. Because right now, we have a lot of momentum with this movement, and it's building. When was the last time you saw something happen in Canada that went global? This is huge, and we cannot waste this opportunity. And as another speaker said earlier, this opportunity is completely destroyed if anything turns, if it moves from a place of compassion and love to anger and hate, we're done. We lost. And we cannot let that happen. Yes. So that's my message to everybody today. I want you to all consider what this movement is. I want you to consider how monumental it is and where we're going from here. Because this isn't about our Prime Minister looking out on the front lawn and saying, oh, there's a bunch of people gathered, so I'm going to drop the restrictions and mandates. That's not going to happen. No. Nobody's going to go in there with a piece of paper and dissolve your government. It's not going to happen. But if we keep showing people that they're not alone and they stand up in their communities all over Canada and all over the globe, those people in that building who represent us, like the man who spoke here today, this gives them the opportunity to go before government and say, the people have had enough. And that's what's been lacking this whole time. We just needed something to get behind, and it was the truckers that gave it to us. So please don't waste this opportunity. And if you are one of our elected representatives and you're listening to what I'm saying right now, don't let this opportunity slip away. Because I know that there are some good men and women in there who have felt that there's something wrong through this whole thing, but they've been scared to stand up. And now we are giving them the reason and the opportunity to stand up for us. Anyway, I think I've taken enough time. And we're going to hear from some from some men and women who I've had the honor and privilege to talk to. Most of these doctors, most of these people on my quest for truth. And uh, I'm very, very excited to hear from them again. So thank you very much. Thank you, Chris! message for all of us. Often we feel like we're alone because we're being divided. We're being told that we're crazy. We don't know what to believe sometimes. But non-compliance 
to some of these mandates is key and thank you for inspiring us, Chris, to do so. Next up, we have a medical doctor that will speak to us and he is a self-described Take No Prisoners Freedom Fighter. Welcome, Dr. Rod Hodkinson. All right, I'm going to say uh, just two words. You heard me say them yesterday. I'm going to repeat them re repetitively. And I hope it's heard over there. And if it is, we can all go home. <laughs> Again, repeat after me. Nothing. Nothing. Works. Works. Can you hear me? Nothing could work. Nothing could work. Nothing did work. Nothing did work. Nothing did work. Nothing just maybe, nothing will work. Repeating things over and over again for two years. Somebody famous said that. No, it's not going to work. Listen, I'm here for two reasons. To help you with information, but to give you comfort that you're right. You racist! But you got it right. Yep. Because you've got something they don't have. Yes. Common sense. There's no killing! 
People are dying now. As I am talking to you, people are dying now. And in medicine, we don't stand by when people are dying. We say to the nurse, give me the fucking scalpel now! Do any of you remember the word thalidomide? Yeah! Yeah, my number's on there. I can do any, if you want any other designs, I can do whatever. I made them on the way here. I drove from British Columbia, but I'm from Alberta originally. First of all, They've been denied early education, non-verbal communication. They've been made suspicious of any contact with another human being. Is that the way to bring your children? No. We want to help our children. We want to enjoy life with them. Take them places. That's been denied them. They've been denied education for two solid years. That's measurable in terms of the effect on their IQ. Yeah. And then it goes on to vaccination with the potential of lifelong consequences. Yeah. Not just myocarditis, as bad as that is, but all the know of what's the effect on fertility, yeah. what's the effect on potential early dementia and heart failure. There could be a tsunami of complications that will linger on those children's heads for the rest of their lives. The emergence of cancer, etc. The point is, we don't know. And the reason we do clinical trials for three to five to seven years is because we don't know what we don't know. But that's not the end of it for our kids. Oh no, oh no, that's not enough. It's not enough to sacrifice them on the high altar of these bastards. They're going to be subjected for the rest of their lives to the consequences of the national debt. Yes. Yeah. to be reduced services, education, healthcare, policing. There's going to be an increase in taxes. That will translate into a lower standard of living for kids for the rest of their lives. And it is also totally unnecessary because, as Alan Deasy said in California, the most esteemed epidemiologist in the whole world, he said early on, this is nothing worse than a bad seasonal flu. And the Great Barrington Declaration nailed it. All we've got to do is live normally. Yes. In a time, remember, called BC, before COVID. Live normally. Yes. And protect the vulnerable, the elderly in nursing homes through methods well known to medical science that do not need vaccines or testing. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I'm a pathologist. No, I'm a And I know quite a bit about PCR. Okay, yeah. He's just been Let me tell you this categorically. There should be no testing of anyone.
testing should happen in hospital with a reliable test. I won't get into that. So at the end of the day, you lab rats have been, not you lot, I'm speaking to the choir here. Ladies and gentlemen, Parliament Hill is on fire today. There's going to be more people than you can possibly imagine. Yes, condition by three most effective techniques that will break the most hardened terrorist in Guantanamo Bay. And it's called this. It's well practiced and it works because of look what's happened. That's why we're here. It's worked. First of all, you drive fear. You can feel it, can't you? People avoid you on the sidewalk if you're not wearing a mask. The absurdity of this is ridiculous. The PCR test in the morning paper. All those cases. There are no such things. In medicine, a case is someone who's sick in front of you. That's what a case is. It's a false positive PCR test. And they maliciously use that to drive fear, to make you conform. And that is despicable! Yes, it is! But it doesn't end there. Ignorance! They want to keep you ignorant, you slimy little misogynist. You lab rats! They want to keep you ignorant. And how did they do that? With malicious Machiavellian efficiency. Absolutely efficient silencing yep. of every single source that you might have used for information. Yes. The media, bought off by this bastard. Exactly. No kidding. You don't yeah. like to hear the features, do you? Right. No. Media's been bought off. Give up politicians all to get them. They're just yeah. interested in their own attention. The church, where's the church? Conceivably imagine 
being done on you by the people who are supposed to protect you. They're doing the exact opposite. Yeah. The gravity of that is disgusting. The medicine will never recover from the loss of trust that we've enjoyed for hundreds of years. I want to finish by saying this. We're only here today because of the truckers. And let's not forget, let's not forget that all those people who chose to be vaccinated, they're not our enemy. They were lied to, serially, a pack of lies for two solid years. They were duped by all the intentional psychological manipulation that was developed to a fine art. There was nothing accidental about how the vaccinated were persuaded to put their lives on the line to save the ass of these guys who got us here in the first place. How insulting can it be for us our lives on the line to save their ass. Yeah. So that's all I want to say. Except for, except for the deepest gratitude to the truckers who got us here. stuff we need to do we're coordinating excuse me we're coordinating some uh emergency stuff with the uh with the truckers didn't think we'd be doing any emergency type of stuff but we're actually looking at maybe possibly helping out the homeless uh we're actually staying right near our mission so we're gonna see if we can do something with that because i know what there's extra food that's been brought not only for truckers but for everybody else and i just want to introduce our next guest i don't have a very good voice today it's George Bear is up on the stage right now. Uh, I recorded him yesterday, so I think we're going to end that right now. Hi, Jess. 
So this is Sir John A. McDonald Parkway and these are the trucks and the vehicles parked out there. So I don't know if we can get any closer but I'd like to be able to see what's going on and if they have supplies. So that's the intersection here. Yeah, so they'll let you drop off your vehicle here and walk stuff in. So you probably have to park right here and walk in.
crazy. Well, I just thought we'd show you that. The farmers are in it now too. Uh, apparently there's tractors all over town. Those are the first ones we've seen. But if I see any more, we'll snap some pictures or maybe show you on a live. Anyway, we gotta go, we gotta run. We have a meeting with the MP tonight. So wish us luck and we'll talk to you later. Everybody, it's Chris here from the Whistle Stop Cafe in Mira, Alberta. I am in. I know. I am in uh, Ottawa, Ontario, and I'm downtown, just a couple blocks from Parliament. You can see the pointy peak of Parliament over there. And I just wanted to show you here. There is a huge police and emergency presence downtown. Now, this is just one street. We're at Queens and Metcalf right now. And as you can see, all corners of the block are packed full of emergency vehicles. There's an ambulance bus down there, paramedics, fire, cop cars everywhere. And if we look up Queen Street here, all of those vehicles you see right here, that's all police trucks. And If you are wondering why the police need trucks with canopies on them, well, they keep stuff back there for dealing with large crowds for crowd control. So there's been all these rumors circulating on the internet about all these things that are going to happen, you know, Antifa and just all sorts of things. And I think it's all rumors, but the rumors about a huge police presence in downtown Ottawa are absolutely 100% true. And I'm not saying this means anything in particular. I guess when you have something like this going on and there's thousands of people in the streets, um, you have to be prepared. So, looks like they're pretty prepared. And that just drives home the message that whatever happens during this protest, this convoy, um, it has to be 100% peaceful because our government and our authorities, uh, if they want to, they can pound us into the dirt. And I don't think they want to. I guess I should have said if they had to. So it's extremely important to keep sending that message with the, with the idea of a bear hug, love and compassion, um, be polite, be respectful. Don't do anything that gives anybody a reason or excuse to, to engage in any kind of confrontation that could escalate. That'd be really, really bad news. And it would completely undermine and destroy this movement. 
And this movement is really important. I said it today when I was speaking at the park. Um, this is not enough. I just spoke with an MP and the tone of that conversation was, well, you know, we have to do what the polls say. And the polls say that most people want these mandates, which boggles my mind because I saw tens of thousands of people in the streets, in the cold, calling truckers their heroes and, and basically asking the truckers to save them from a tyrannical government. And not just here in Ottawa. And not just here in Ottawa. Every province in Canada. So that's the problem and that's, that's our job. Our job is to shift the perception our government has about what Canada wants. Is this what you want, Canada? Do you want to be watching troops of stormtroopers marching through the streets waiting for something to happen? Do you want to see cop cars lined up everywhere, businesses chained shut, uh, people ticketed and arrested for not wearing a mask? Do you, do you want to keep seeing that stuff? Or are you going to take it to the streets like what they're doing in Ottawa with some compassion and respect for each other? And yes, I know being noisy isn't always respectful, but it's kind of like a bear hug. It's uncomfortable, but these people are doing this because they care about their fellow Canadians and they want some change. So now it's up to everybody else in this country to do the same thing. Take it to the streets and make some noise and show the government that Canada, the Canadians are done with the mandates. This. What's happening in Ottawa isn't going to do it. It has to happen everywhere. So if you're watching this and, and you're actually listening to what I'm saying, organize in your towns and do this in your towns. Nothing else is going to work. You need to force the government to pay attention and do it with compassion and love because we want our country back. We want to be Canadians. We want to be Canadian, and we're sick of watching our friends and neighbours be divided and segregated, bullied, discriminated against. And don't even get me started about what Prime Minister Justin Trudeau said on his uh, press conference today. I'll speak about that later when I'm sitting down. But pay attention, Canada, and stand up. And yes, please share this as much as you can. My page has been moved lower in priority because I went to Facebook jail again. So share this, show it to everybody and tell them what we need to do to get our country back.